Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com. I write a Sunday syndicated automotive column for Bay Area News Group. My colleague and close friend is Bruce Aldrich, and today I believe it is our second Academy Award winner, Robert Nagel. Robert uh, is intimately involved with um, a highly anticipated movie coming out, I believe, in November, Ford versus Ferrari, uh, co-starring Matt Damon and Christian Bale in the wonderful world of Ford versus Ferrari. And Robert, uh, a longtime uh, engineer and stunt man, I don't even they call him stunt man anymore, stunt person um, in, in movies and has done everything five times. So uh, welcome to our program, Robert. Thanks for being available to be our guest today. No, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Sure. Uh, Robert, with this movie in particular, uh, it just seems that there is so much uh, buzz about this movie. Here we are, I believe, still in September, and the movie's out in, what, six weeks or so, but it just seems to be that the the attention given to this movie with some of the, the previews I've seen and the two major stars and, and your work, is this one of the movies that you've done through the years that... Um, you believe has really showcased um, the automotive world and what you do. I, yeah, I think it's a great venue for it. Um, having the opportunity to, to put together these race scenes and uh, make them as exciting and realistic as possible. Um, it's been, uh, it, it was a huge task, a huge undertaking to, you know, the development of it. Um, but I think the, the, teamwork uh, and effort put in by everybody it, it shows in, in the screen and it's in that and that holds true for the whole film meaning that the film all in, in of itself is a fantastic film yes i can't wait i i'm sure a lot of people can't wait who if you're involved in the automotive industry on any level it's just um an iconic uh duo of, of people and in in this film as in other films when you go back and you have to kind of look at cars of the era um is there a correlation between what you do in the stunt world, whether it's a new, newer vehicles and some of the more modern movies that you've done, or is it more difficult, or is there some way to make your uh, expertise um, fit into older cars? I don't even know if I've said that the right way, but does it does it make it more difficult one way or the other if it's new cars or old cars? You know, they each present their own challenges, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll start with, with the older cars. The older cars, they're they're older cars, and you know they've they've had a rough life, um, and we expect a lot out of them. And uh, but you know, at the end of the day, we can generally get what we need out of them. Um, but it does become more difficult with the newer cars, and each year it becomes more and more so. Um, you know, the manufacturers spend millions of dollars building in safety features um, that don't help us get the cars to do what we want them to do. So we end up having to defeat a lot of that. And sometimes you get other uh, unwanted, uh, uh, what am I thinking here? Um, um, other things will shut down that you don't expect. Maybe the transmission won't shift now. Um, but it's it's more and more difficult each year. Gotcha. Now, uh, Robert, you're very uh, adept at uh, taking cars and making it look like the actor is driving, but actually he's not driving. He's on a platform, and it's a platform that you and your partner designed and built, right? You call it the the Biscuit Junior? That is correct, yes. What 
tell us about that. It had a North Star V8 in it and uh, front-wheel drive, and it's just it's a crazy-looking machine like out of, you know, the Beyond Thunderdome or something. Kind of is, yeah. Um, so, it's, I mean, at its, I mean, the simplest way to put it, it is, I just say that it's a drivable platform that we can mount the vehicle on, whether it's a complete vehicle or just the body of the vehicle. Um, and we have, we also have one that's, uh, powered by 650 horsepower LS, uh, along with the other, we have three different ones and two of them are powered by the North Star and one is powered by 650 horsepower, uh, LS. And obviously we use that one for the more stunty performance stuff. And we use it extensively, uh, in Ford Ferrari to, uh, you know, attain the racing speeds that we needed. That's that's now that's what I'm talking about. Six hundred fifty horses. <laughs> I was looking at your press releases, and they you were talking about a you know a new vehicle to come with more power. And I guess this must be it. What do you call this one? Yes, uh, we call them all Biscuit Juniors. We just label them one, two, and three. And what I was surprised, you know, I saw the platforms in the in the uh, just the pictures, and I thought, okay, you know, it probably goes fifty miles an hour, and you know, handles like a dump truck. But apparently, you know, these things handle, and, and what are the speeds, over 150? or? Yeah, so the LS uh, will run probably to about 150. We've run it 130, 140 for the Ford Ferrari movie. Uh, the North Star version tops out at about 100. Um, but it will outrun most cars with a car on it. It handles incredibly well. That's great. Um, That's just we, amazing. <laughs> Uh, it catches a lot of people. A lot of people get caught off guard when uh, we start setting up car chases with it because the guys behind me just aren't ready for what it's about to do. Uh, and we use it extensively on Baby Driver too, as well. Yeah, I saw that. That was that's a very good car chase movie. I was going to add to that, and I should have said it early on, but it, the, your bio is uh, what what the things that you've done will take up the entire podcast, I'm sure, but. Could you run through some of the movies that that you've been involved with? Um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's more than a hundred by now, but some very famous movies. What 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 comes to mind as your the, some of the highlights um, of your long career? Um, well, I've done all the Fast and Furious from five forward, and I'll be starting nine uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, so you know, I've been heavily involved in that franchise. Um, Baby Driver, which was a you know. Uh, a big part of uh, what I do and was very, very involved in designing all the car chases for that. Um, but, you know, pretty much any, any, any big car movie, um, I'm usually part of it. Now you drive the, the, the rolling platform, the biscuit, but do you also do uh, the chase scenes and, you know, in fast and furious, if they've got a Subaru or a vet or whatever, do you drive those as well? Yeah, we just you know, yeah. There's usually a group of us uh, that are brought on board and just thrown into different cars at different times. You know, I, it, it's rare unless you're doubling the actor, then then you're driving a specific you know position, if I if you will. Um, but if I'm just one of the, the hired guns, then I'm just thrown into whatever car needs to be driven. I can't imagine you as a hired gun. I'm sorry, you're you're in charge, man. <laughs> Come on, let's get let's get real about this. Um, I have to interject one thing, a little little geographic pride here. You're, I'm from Walnut Creek, California, uh, which when I grew up, I'm almost 65. There was a, it was you could find Walnut Creek, uh, Walnut trees in Walnut Creek, and it was a small town, and now it's a shishi town. But you're also raised in Walnut Creek, if I understand correctly. And and did your interest in cars start there? 
and uh, how what kind of time did you spend in Walnut Creek? And I went to Las Lomas High School. I don't know about you, but uh, tell us a little bit about your history in Walnut Creek. So we lived there for uh, just a few years. Uh, I think I, I think I left when I was about eight. Mm-hmm. Um, my my, uh, my stepfather was an engineer in his company. They were uh, uh, they built water treatment plants, and we actually when we left Walnut Creek, we went to Iran. Oh my I gosh! Lived in Iran for for a while, and it, this was uh, just before, obviously, uh, you know, the overthrow of the Shah. Yes. Uh, I think we left six six months before that. Um, but my, you know, going back to my affinity to cars, it, it's a little more complicated than that. Meaning, um, I had this fascination of how figuring out how things worked, and my mother would tell me that I always took everything apart, mm-hmm. um, but I, I never broke it. But I would take everything apart and look at it and figure out how it worked, and that's you know led to uh, what I do today. That along with you know once I learned how to ride a bike. Uh, how far could I jump it? How fast could I make it go? And that just you know went further into cars. And, you know, once I figured out the gas engines. You obviously have some athletic ability. Were you a high school athlete uh, as well, uh, or did it just did you just stick to cars once you started to take them apart and put them back together and do other things with cars? We. And I I stuck with cars. It yes, was, uh, it was you know, far more interesting for me. Yes. Um, and I also uh, referenced to Walnut Creek. You did some scenes, if I remember correctly, uh, from Ant Man in Walnut Creek. And how did that come about? Um, I, I think I was Walnut Creek. I think we were no, we were downtown San Francisco for that. Okay. Just because of the scenic, the scenic hills and and the the the, yeah. the hilly terrain for cars, like in Bullet, for example, which is an older movie, but but uh, San Francisco is, has a beautiful picturescape. So I'm assuming that was part of the reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously a very unique look. Uh, so I think that's why they chose that location. And yeah, we did we did jump some cars, uh, uh, all a bullet style, if you will, to where it looks like you're driving off the end of the earth. Yes. How many cars did you wreck in the the, the upcoming movie? For uh, Ford Ferrari. Yes. Uh, there's. Let me think here. We have one, two. There's like three or four significant crash scenes. Yeah, I saw a little bit of in the trailers. It's, yeah, it looks, it looks, it looks yeah. pretty exciting. It looks pretty exciting. Um, Robert, we don't know each other, obviously, but you, um, I'm assuming you have a, a calm demeanor because your your speaking voice is very calm. And um, when you meet the stars of these movies, um, do you have experiences with let's say matt or matt damon or uh christian bale or others through the years um some of them catch on pretty quick (laughs) maybe they have a car background themselves maybe they've collected vintage cars or um when they're involved in the scenes that they have to be involved in are some of them kind of stumbling and reserved could you give us an example or of two or that well typically speaking if if we're gonna uh expect an actor to do, you know, some sort of, you know, air quoting performance driving. Yes. Um, I, I do spend some time with them ahead of time in the actual vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, training them. And I'll train them well above what I re- will expect out of them uh, when, when they're on camera. And that way, when we're there filming it, um, it's much easier for them because they their expert, their level of performance is far above what they're going to need to do. That being said, uh, I spent an entire week with Christian 
uh, I took him out to Bondurant's uh, training facility to train him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a kind of a twofold thing. One, it's a great training facility. And two, I wanted him to meet Bob Bondurant, who was actually very good friends with Ken Miles. Oh, and I was hoping they'd have time. Yeah, I was hoping they'd have time to sit and talk. And I got to tell you, we wound up spending uh, four hours a day, five hours a day, sitting down talking with Bob after spending half the day on the track training. It was an incredible, incredible experience. That's great. And, Chris, and Christian is hands down the best actor I have ever trained. He he really picked it up well. Uh, really has an aptitude for it. Um, is uh, very measured in his in how he pushes himself and uh, balanced it with a very nice uh, amount of common sense when he does push himself. So he doesn't make these big steps in, in pushing the envelope, if you will. When I say this, you're, you'll understand, but I'm not sure if our listeners will yet, but did he punch you in the nose? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's a great trailer. That part of that trailer is so funny. I've watched it 20 times, and that's a great, a great scene when they meet each other. I it's, guess it's early on in the film, I suppose. It's, uh, it's, a, fun, it's, a, fun, it's a funny fight scene, yes. uh, meaning... As I start setting, you know, I started to choreograph this fight scene. Yes, it occurs to me. It occurred to me. Wait a minute! I have Jason Bourne and Batman here fighting each other. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, guys, your characters don't know how to fight. So here we go. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then, just to back up a little bit. Yes, Matt is uh, is already quite handy in a car, mm-hmm. and so we had him do a little little bit of you know driving. Um, but yeah, so it was never never an issue with these guys. They did a great job. You don't have to drop a name, but ha- has there been an actor or actress, for that matter, who just didn't get it? I have. I've yet to come across one. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's. I really spend a lot of time uh, designing the training around what we're going to be doing, and I and like I said, I take them to a much higher level than we'll ever expect out of them, so that they're very comfortable in the car uh, when we're actually filming. Do you have the steering mechanism detached so that they can spin the wheel if necessary, whatever their, you know, their, their drive entails? Um, when it's on the biscuit rig, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's removed. Yeah. They, they have, they, yeah, they have zero control of anything. <laughs> right. No, no, they have, they have no control, but trying to turn a power steering is pretty tough. Oh, so they, do they oh, disconnect? Yeah, no, no, they can, yeah, it, it can be turned so that, you know, it mimics what it should be doing. Yes. Okay. Uh, Robert, um, I don't know, a year or so ago, we had a, the opportunity to in- interview Alex Hunold. Um, you may or may not know the name. I'm sure, I hope you do. The guy who did Al Capitan, you know, Free Solo, the documentary. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did a wonderful um, video with, I think it was Outside Magazine, where they took him through 10 movies in which there were scenes for mountain climbing, uh, Iger Station, you know, whatever these famous movies are, are from some of them from 20, 30 years ago, some more modern. And he commented on each of the uh, preposterous nature of some of the scenes in which people are climbing. And he said that, that was, you know, that would never happen. This, the guy didn't do it right. He didn't cross over. He didn't use all these mountaineering terms. And I'm wondering if you look back um, on French Connection or Bullet or other movies, um, and you, you look at a scene and say, how did they, that's just, it would never happen that way, or that's preposterous. Um, do you have any any thoughts on that particular area of, of old-time movies, maybe even James Bond movies for that for, for that matter? 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've certainly seen some some uh, god awful uh, <laughs> <laughs> car work or physics that don't work. Um, none that come to mind because I kind of hang on to the more uh, to the stuff that I enjoy. Yes. Uh, so I don't have. I couldn't. I couldn't name one for you. Okay. But what do you think of like Bullet? Where they speed up the film in certain spots, make it look like they're going yeah, faster. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's an unnecessary evil, and you know. But you know, I'm still considering uh, how they shot that, and the era that it was in. Uh, I, I think it's still they did a great job with it. What do you think of the computer-generated stuff that they're using so much? It seems nowadays. To me, it's all it's, cartoon. You know, it's just unreal. What do you think about it? So here's my thought on it. There's there's there is a realm that uh, it works, and where it works is where your subject matter that your is a, a focus is not CGI. It, that needs to be practical and real. Um, the peripheral you can start manipulating with CGI, um, and then it works. But as soon as your center point of focus is CGI, generally speaking, your eye knows something is not right. You can't point to it right. and say, "Oh, that's." But you just know internally it's not right, um, and it kind of and for me it, it it takes me out of the story. Yeah, I've never heard anybody say it like that. Thank and, you for and that. For That's you, great. Your job is to make everything feel right. I right. Correct. Yeah, and that was you know with Baby Driver and with Ford Ferrari, uh, the mandate was uh, we want to use the minimal amount of CGI. Um, Baby Driver had to be grounded in, in the real world of physics, so all the car chases were designed uh, to be actually done. Um, and then obviously Ford Ferrari were racing cars, so you know we don't want any trickery. We want to actually be racing the cars. In this movie, I suppose we should do a little synopsis of what we've seen with the, the previews. It's uh, you know Carol Shelby, Matt Damon, and Ken Miles, uh, Christian Bale, and it's the competition between... Ford and Ferrari, uh, and which was, you know, uh, quite um, contentious at some point. And maybe the people in the in the lay public who are not in the automotive industry say, "Well, how do you make a movie out of that?" But from what we've seen uh, in the previews, and please help us along. What is this? What is the the particular story about this movie? And and why would um, someone in the lay public who maybe they drive a Honda Accord or something? Nothing, nothing wrong with the Honda Accord, but why why should the public um, go to see this film, and why is it important in, in, in history? It's just, you know, I think it's just a really, it's an interesting story, how, how the whole thing went down, how mm -hmm. Ford was looking to expand their business, and how, how Ferrari played Ford to up, up the ante on, on selling his business to Fiat. Yes. Um, and then, you know, and then you've got the interpersonal battles of, uh, you know, Ford corporate and who they, they feel should be present, re representing them on the track. Yes. And then you have Carol Shelby who's saying, no, this is, you know, these are the guys you need. And he just, he comes from, you know, Shelby's coming at it from, no, I'm here to fucking win. Oops, sorry guys. I'm it's here okay. to win. It's a podcast. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Every, anything goes. I'm here. Right. So, you know, Shelby's, you know, I'm here to win the race. Not, you know, this isn't about, you know, who, who's got the pretty face and whatnot. Yes. Um, so it's, it's all these different conflicts that are going on. And, and James Van Gogh does an amazing job at orchestrating that. Yes. There's one scene that um, I'm sure will be, um, well, it's in the trailer. So it's, it's a hot spot in the movie where um, Matt 
Damon takes out uh, the guy in the in, in the car for a little spin around the track, and how that actor did his uh, breakdown. He started to, to to whine or to cry or whatever he did. It almost like he was going to pee in his pants. It was such fear. a great the fear on that man, on that actor's face was just extraordinary. Yeah, and by the way, so that that was you know that's that shot in particular. That's a perfect example of uh, the biscuit rig because that that was shot on the biscuit rig. So we ran that you know ran them around at speed, throwing them around, and then finished the scene sliding to one eighty. Yes. Um, and I don't and I I don't think we told Tracy Letts who was uh, playing Ford. Yes. Um, I don't think we I don't think we told him we were going to do the one eighty on the first take. Great. Great. Uh, we, we wanted we wanted that surprise. We got a scoop. Perfect. We have a yeah. scoop on our little podcast here. How nice! <laughs> That's good. Um, but he did, yeah, he did a phenomenal job. But you can, but you can see just by looking at it how the physics are real in it, and and it you don't feel like it's um, you know it's not on a, on a blue screen on a stage or anything like that. It's it's real. Yes. In in the inside automotive world, race car driving, people know the name Ken Miles and. And I have to admit, up until a couple of years ago, I wasn't that familiar with with him. Um, could you share a little bit of the legacy of of uh, his his expertise and his, for lack of a better word, he was a badass. No, he really was, and it, it's funny as I learned more about him. Um, it, he and I uh, had a lot of similarities, meaning uh, he he would figure out and engineer things for the, for the race car and how to make it better. Yes. Um, and he was just, you know, obviously a very accomplished driver and would rather just do it on his own and, and not have to be involved with the, the whole corporate world of, of that. Yes. Um, and now do you have, can you share with us what's, what's in the future for you? I think you mentioned earlier, I've already forgotten, but you have, I'm certain you have several other movies lined up and, and what can you share with, with what your future holds? Um, well, the big one I can tell you about you know, is Fast and Furious 9 that I'll uh, be part of uh, coming up here in mid-October. Well, I, I hope they stay to your credo of keeping the computer-generated stuff out because the last couple, they've been adding more and more and more, and my interest has dropped. So bring us back <laughs> I, to the real I, thing. <laughs> bring us back to the biscuit. I, unfortunately, um, I'm uh, I'm the hired gun on those. Yeah, but you we, there will be. There will be on this one. Uh, we will use the biscuit rig on this one. Very so good. there may be some that looks a little better. Uh, Robert, uh, if you don't mind sharing, um, one thing that strikes me is that you're a behind-the-scenes guy, and when Hollywood comes along and you get accolades and you're an Academy Award winner, um, uh, on a personal note, how are you when you have to be in front of the camera, when you have to, whatever you do, thank people or do things like interviews. Um, does that come naturally to you or did you have to kind of work into that? Because I think you're mostly a behind the scenes guy. Uh, yeah, I don't have a, yeah, I don't really have a problem being in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done, you know, on camera interviews. Um, I've been on camera for, uh, stunts, meaning where, um, I'm playing a character and, uh, doing something with a car. I see. Um, so there's, yeah, you know, where there's dialogue involved and interacting with the actors and then getting in the car and crashing. <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good, good. Well, that's, that's a nice way are to meet a, somebody. Are you a good guy or a bad guy, or you've done both? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You are a good guy. <laughs> you are a good guy. 
Oh, away from away from movies. Uh, are you a car collector? Do you have a a, a daily driver? And what kind of a car driver are you away from when you have to practice your expertise? And if you've been stopped, let's just say, um, <laughs> tell us about if you've had any interactions with um, law enforcement. I'm pretty careful. Um, I don't, you know, real not interested in driving that fast and around yes. the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my daily driver is an Audi S8. It's a bit of a bit of a monster. Yes. Um, I, I have a, 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 I guess you could call it a collector car. I have a 2012 um, Boss 302 uh, with, I think it has. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. Uh, it's one of 300 uh, of this car. Yes. Um, it's a very pretty car. I really like it. And, and where do you live? And uh, are you a family guy? Um, I am in the middle. Well, I'm not. I'm in the middle of a divorce, so no. Okay. All right. Sorry to be Let's get back to cars. Okay. Back, back to cars. Sorry about that. Uh, where do you no call worries. home? Where do you call home, Robert? Uh, I currently live in Toluca Lake. Okay, great. Next to next to Studio City. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess for this picture that's coming out, I, I wish it would debut tomorrow because I, I can't wait. Um, is there something that the public should be aware of that watches this movie that um, if you watch a trailer, you kind of get a general sense, but what would be a surprise or um, give us some expertise on what you think, not to determine the public's what they should watch, but what would you recommend that they look for in this film? What, what is it? What's the important part of the film? The love from, interest. Yeah. With your, your love interest, the fast cars. <laughs> what, what do you, what did you take away from this movie and, and, and to reiterate, it's, it's already being touted for, for Academy Awards, for acting, for your role, um, for a variety of reasons. It's being put on the, the mantelpiece before it's even debuted. What, what should we look for? Um, I, think, I think the relationship with Christian and his wife, I think, is, um, is interesting because yes. of how actually supportive she is um, of his endeavor. Um, but takes him to task for, for things that he says. Um, she's not, you know, she's not terrified about what he's doing. And so I think that was an interesting take and actually works very well. Um, and there's little details that we did that I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what we did, but there's yes. details that, that, that Shelby does during the Lamar race, um, that, you know, I, I, kind of worked with Mangold and, you know, Hey, you know, if we did this or did that, you know, this, this is something that would really happen. Um, so there's little things he does and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Fantastic. Excellent to make your, so you're kind of the, uh, sort of a support, the technical, uh, editor at the same time, I guess. Well, yeah, that, there was a lot of technical input, uh, from me, um, just to get, uh, Christian and James, uh, head wrapped around what a racer's mindset is. And just how mental of the game it is, because I've always described it as a it's a chess game at 150 miles an hour. Sure, and I hope. Gotcha. Uh, hopefully, Bob Bondurant uh, clued him in on that as well. Yes, Robert, that's a perfect way for us to to wrap up the mind game of of driving and, and the mental toughness. And um, that's a good takeaway for me. So when I get to see this film, I I can't wait. As I mentioned a few times now. We want to thank you very much. I'm sure you're busy uh, in your time, so thank you for being our guest on the Weekly Driver Podcast. Robert Nagel, who 
you know, if you look through his list of movies, he's just about done everything and he's done a lot of things many times. So thank you, Robert, for being on our uh, guest today and hold the line just for a minute. So thanks again for for being our guest. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.